Welcome to the Waterfront Podcast, brought to you by the Canal and River Trust and presented by the inimitable David Bramwell. So Sam, you've brought me out into out in an open spot of a Sussex woodland and we've got a fire. I was going to say Billy Can, we don't say Billy Can in England, do we? But there's a kettle <laughs> hanging, over, hanging over the fire. It looks like there's been plenty of activity here from the last few nights. Do you want to say a bit about where we are and what you've been doing here? Yeah, this is the uh, the log cabin in the woods of Nolan Farm, uh, which is a, uh, a managed coppiced forest um, just outside of Barkham. And I've kind of taken up residence here to feed about 20 people a night um, in advance of our dark walks into the, the scrub below to hear the nightingales sing and collaborate with them. Recently, they've been they've been slacking on their duties and sometimes not showing up at all. They're very temperamental creatures. You know, last night, moonlit, beautiful, warm night, and they were barely bothering. Um, and then other nights, the wind will blow, the rain will pour, and they'll just sing irregardless. And I know that your passion for the land and nature extends to waterways and rivers as well. Indeed it does, yeah. And as a musician, are there connections between music and waterways and our heritage, our history of yeah. our canals and rivers. Yeah, very much. Um, the, uh, the, one of the archetypal lines in folk song is down by the old riverside. Uh, there's there's a, a huge kind of s- stream of narrative that deals with the banks, the river bank, that interface from one place to another, the rivers being a place of, um, of passage, of arrival, of nutrition, of death. There's a wonderful uh, folk singer, uh, Bob Roberts, who was the last of, last of those kind of sailing bargemen on the river who kept many great old songs going. Some of them were dealing with the whole transportation of convicts down, you know, watching them go from jail out east to be sent off to Australia on the transports. In fact, there's the, you know, there's the wonderful line from the singer with the second best name in all of folkdom called Jumbo Brightwell only bettered by his father, Velvet Brightwell. Um, and Jumbo Brightwell sang uh, with the Botany Bay song, one of the transports, and um, there's the great line. Uh, Standing on the river on the 14th day of May There goes a ship of clever young man A sorry song they say there goes a ship of clever young man, their sorry son, they say. And it's for some crimes they've done in their time that we sent to Botany Bay. So there's that, there's the kind of the viewing, this idea of watching passage, seeing the ships come in and the ships go out. And there's a lot of fishing songs. There's a beautiful verse as part of the it's a kind of a lament, the colour of amber or the I wish I wish song. Um, and this is a very, very unusual tune. Very, It's a Romany Gypsy uh, version from a flower seller from uh, Brighton called Marianne Haynes. And she had the... Um, the I'd sing the two verses because the, the first verse is so gorgeous and it's... Um, oh, 
the first time we met was in the wild wood and the pinks and wild roses all around us they stood and you pulled off your apron sheltered me from all wind lovely johnny oh lovely johnny what has altered your mind oh i'll go a fishing in yonder's brook and i'll catch my love with a line and a hook and if he loves me as I love him no man on earth can part us two and so on <laughs> that is a beautiful tune you're right yeah and you know I love that kind of metaphor of you know I mean it's so simple but there's something quite kind of simply uh, profound of the I'll go, I'll go fishing and I'll catch my love yeah this kind of you know procuring your lover is like it's, has the same sort of adrenaline hit as <laughs> reeling in <laughs> a rainbow trout or some such <laughs> was it the, the the workers who were writing these or the you know the artists sitting on the riverbank observing and, and writing the songs for them or again a bit of both no, uh, you're absolutely right, and in, in the same way that the clog dancing uh, honours the rhythms of the machines, um, and the best example of the way music is being improvised through through labour is in the shanty singing, and the shanty man, uh, who'd be whether that be on a you know on a rowboat or on on you know on the riggings, uh, working the the ropes of a of a sailing ship, would be using song different songs would have different meter and time signatures to work with different the different. Uh, necessary work and the shanty men I mean the irony is we sing with the shanty today and we do it exactly how we've learnt it but actually the shanty men's skill was not only for being a very high singer because the high song would cut through you know windy big vessels but also they would be great orators and you know they would the call and responses would be the shanty man singing the story of on board of the characters taking the piss out of the captain or lots of you know bringing pathos and the sadness of leaving shore they'd be singing the the kind of heart and uh, the stories of the men on board and that you know wonderful to have a some of the great shantymen who were really kind of revered were a vital member of the crew because they were there to keep morale keep the productivity up so yeah absolutely they were being the songs were being written on the spot literally they would be feeding stream of consciousness in rhythm and in in tune should we should we brew up yeah let's tastes better, doesn't it? I mean, food and drink always taste better outside. I must be going, no longer staying. The burning towns I have to cross. 
I must be guided without a stumble into the arms of my dear lass. And that's it, the, the, the burning Thames I have to cross. It's just an incredible idea. There's a lot of mythology in that about crossing of rivers. And it does feature in a lot of old ghost stories. Uh, like, is it Tamashin in the graveyard running um, running away from the, the witch in the graveyard and he has to get across because witches can't cross over rivers. Mm. Um, the witch grabs hold of the tail of the horse as he's fleeing over this out this graveyard and as he crosses the river her hand comes off and when he gets there the, the hand is still clinging on to his stallion's tail. The river is the threshold uh, that you cross over it and you kind of enter into the other realm. Um, and I think that's the same with the burning Thames I have to cross. That's about the dead lover returning like across the river Styx mm. from, from the realm of the dead to the living uh, to go and re revisit his lover who's still mourning for, for him seven years after he's uh, disappeared. My teacher was a Scots traveller, Stanley Robertson, um, spent a lot of his youth told amazing stories about the pearl fishing, which is now legal, but the travellers would go out into the river Don up in Donside up in Aberdeenshire and that was full of freshwater pearls and they'd spend hours with their with their glass bottles uh, looking underwater finding finding the freshwater mussels um, but they all lived in fear of the water kelpies and they all would tell stories about having been you know seeing people being dragged off to their death by these water kelpies and they've all fought for their lives and escaped or gone to the river and seen them swimming there and and, and immediately you know refused to go fishing that day so there's all the, you know there's all these wonderful myths about them uh, how, you know about the dangers of the river you've also got some recordings of Alan Lomax who, who many people know spent a lot of time in America in the 40s and 50s traveling around with Shirley Collins collecting old folk songs but he also did it closer to home and and am I right in thinking you've got some related to fishermen and fishing and waterways yeah, um, yeah. He, he when he was exiled during the McCarthy era, he came here and spent some years recording with the BBC, and um, he recorded a lot of singers that were were kind of known within the folk establishment, such as this guy here, Harry Cox, who was a, actually a, a farmer, uh, not a fisherman. But uh, um, Lomax did actually record some of the great Norfolk fishermen. But Harry was brilliant because I think his father was at sea, so he had a lot of fishing and sea songs but he also knew a lot about the Norfolk Broads and uh, about the waterways there and had, you know done a lot of eel fishing and in fact I want to play this recording of the babbing for eels which is one of the thickest English accents you'll <laughs> ever hear. Well that was all through the babbing he hired the broad he didn't like people to go on they would go. What was babbing? Babbing taking eels out of the water on um, on a pole without hooks, worms, treads on wool. Make a bunch, tie a string out, and then you drop them at the water, and they hang on to the teeth. You lift them over the foot, and they leave going to drop in, and you're in, you go up getting up, come. He came with his verdict, began for the play. Thought about frightening those eels all away. So he stamped all his eels, his pike and his breams. We might know his own as they swam in the stream. Right, fellerelloo, 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 right, lural all day. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this musical episode of Waterfront with folk singer Sam Lee. Britain has a fine history of songs about rivers and canals, so what better way to end the series than Britain's Got Talent's Lorraine Bowen with the song Land Shanty. 
which effortlessly combines a trip down the canal with the industrial history of our waterways. This Waterfront podcast was produced by David Bramwell with music by Oddfellows Casino. It was a Smoke Creatives production for the Canal and River Trust. If you like the Waterfront podcast, please leave a review for us on iTunes. Winding through 2,000 miles of beautiful countryside and vibrant cities, our unique network of canals and rivers offer vital havens for people and nature alike, because everyone deserves a place to escape. And this slow pace of life is far away from our working day. Brunella's turned in his grave. We wave at the folks in their posh flats by the riverside, supping champagne to their Visit canalrivertrust.org.uk forward slash friend to become a friend of the Trust and receive a wealth of benefits, discounts and the beautifully produced Waterfront magazine. <laughs>